Alright folks, you know what that lovely tune means. It is Thursday at 4pm here in Carbondale, Colorado, and you are tuned into Everything Under the Sun, the Sopra Sun's weekly radio program, right here on KDNK, the best radio station this side of the Mississippi. We have a very special show uh, planned for you today. We have... um, Employees of Colorado Extreme, a youth hockey program that has taken the valley by storm, the Mid-Valley particularly. Um, And if you haven't already, head on down to to the uh, cutest newspaper bin there is, the yellow newspaper bin near you for a fresh issue of this week's Sopra Sun. Um, And if you turn... To page 8, you'll see the story that we are going to be discussing today. Colorado Extreme sets shiny example for a diversity, equity, and inclusion on page 8. And then on the opposing page, the uh, insert of El Sol del Valle, uh, the cover of El Sol del Valle, is the same story printed in Spanish, translated by our wonderful uh, translator Dolores Duarte. All right. Now that we're settling in here, my guest, I'm your host, James Seinler, today on Everything Under the Sun, and we have with us Jay Wolitsky, head goalie coach for Colorado, Colorado Extreme. How are you, Jay? Good. Fantastic. Yeah, it's good to see you. Um, and we also have Director of Operations for Colorado Extreme, Carlos Ross. How are you, Carlos? Good, thank you. Thank you. Good, man. Here, let's get that mic turned up. We're having troubles with Carlos's mic. Carlos, I'm going to have you jump on this mic if you don't mind. Beautiful. And so, um, we, you all were in here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you all were in here, um... About two years ago, when y'all were first forming the program. Yeah, right around the same time, right cool. before the season was about to uh, launch here in Carbondale. So uh, a lot has changed, but it's super exciting, and we're we're super happy to be back here with you, James. Oh man, I'm so glad to be back to have y'all back here for sure, and uh, to have another story out. I remember, and if folks can go back and look in the Sopris Sun. The Sopra Sun website and that story a couple years ago, I remember the title is The Mighty Ducklings. <laughs> <laughs> um, for all you Mighty Ducks fans out there. Um, and so Colorado Extreme, this you're going into your third season, is that right? That's correct, yep. Very cool. And um, this, so you guys have really had a tremendous amount of success in terms of outreach to students. I know that are to young people. Um, uh, initially you had 10 U um, this last year. So 10 and under teams. Um, and you had 500, about 500 kids on the ice last winter. Yeah. If you could believe that it was pretty insane, but uh, I mean, those kids show up happy, ready to ice skate. So it makes our job very, a lot easier and i mean every day they show up with a smile on their face so it, it makes our job super pleasant and i'm sure coach jay would say the same exact thing mm-hmm. what'd you say yeah i mean <laughs> the, the amount like these kids are improving exponentially because you figure they're on the ice every day of the week and 
we always have ice out there. So we have some kids that are three years old that are skating. Just incredible. That is so yeah. amazing. So it, is that the uh, the youngest? It's about three years old? Yeah. Okay. And, wow. And the oldest. So we, we have a 12 and under this year. Right. And I want to get into that because this year you are, uh, like you just said, you're going to have a 12U. So you guys are growing, um, uh, surely, for sure. Um, and But before then, um, let's uh, just talk about uh, some, you know, the focus of this um, – story uh, really lent itself to diversity, equity, inclusion. And I think a big part of that for Colorado Extreme is access. Uh, Could you kind of speak to um, that component, Jay? Yeah. I mean, we provide all the equipment, ice time, coaching, um, everything that you could possibly need, even if kids are just coming out to try it out. And I always tell kids, just come out, give it, give it a session, come to learn to skate learn how to fall on ice and you know that's one of the main things is just don't don't be scared of it it's a good skill to have even if you know they decide hockey's not for them if they just want to learn how to skate um i think it's you know we provide a very uh you know encouraging environment for kids that are just learning you had mentioned that there is uh, one student in particular who just came from venezuela and uh, never never been on the ice before and uh, y'all got him a pair of rollerblades to start practicing yeah, Carlos, <laughs> you want to talk about that? Yeah, so it was a pretty interesting story, really cool story. Uh, the mom reached out. Um, they just showed up from Venezuela six months ago, and the and her son is a soccer goalie. Okay. He, uh, he had heard through the Colorado stream through his soccer program this past summer, and he wanted to try out hockey goalie, but he's never ice skated or seen ice. Um, so we're like, hey, yeah, come on out to our property. Um, just like the photos you'll see in the article where we were shooting outside right. um, at the rink. And the kid just fell in love with it. And now we actually came to three ice sessions um, that we've been running out of the Aspen Rec Center this summer. And, That's right. And it was just the first day he showed up to the rink. He, it was pretty cool to see him um, see hockey for the first time. And um, he's, he just keeps coming back with a smile on his face and working hard. And he potential we have a potential uh, future hockey goalie right there. <laughs> awesome. That's such that's so cool. And it really speaks to uh the reach that you guys um are achieving. And also along with that is and Carlos, you're bilingual and bicultural. Um and so that also there's a lot of just Spanish speaking families or Spanish speaking parents who have their kids in the program. Could you speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, most of the kids in the program, I would say, speak both English and Spanish. Mm-hmm. But the real language barrier is between the parents. Um, and hockey is just a non-traditional, I'd say, warm climate country sport, right? Hockey's Canada, U.S., mm-hmm. and Sweden, right. Finland. <laughs> you know, you don't hear about too much hockey going on in Honduras and El Salvador like that. So um, just being able to talk to the parents, relate with the parents, um, explain the game, explain ice skating, explain what we're trying to do, and tell them that there is really an opportunity here and there's no barriers. Cool. Um, there, there's no financial responsibility. If they want to come once and not come again, that's fine. But we've starting to realize that if they show up once, you're going to come back again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like with 500 and, kids and growing. And the funny thing is with that kid from Venezuela, since he's a soccer goalie, the first thing he said was, wow, the net is so small. So <laughs> it's all perspective. <laughs> yeah, the puck's smaller too, I guess. <laughs> um, and so 
And uh, you also have Saturday potlucks. It's, it, does that happen in the summertime, or is that just in the wintertime? Um, that's just in the winter. Um, okay. We, yeah. So, and that's a really neat aspect. And I know the founder of the program, Sheldon uh, Wilitsky, Jay's cousin, um, has mentioned this before, just because that really brings all the parents together and um, uh, to uh, in in a, in, a, in a setting or that might otherwise not um, where these people might not come together and share food. And they're also sharing. I, I, I remember speaking with someone, one of the parents um, a couple weeks ago when I went out to the dryland practice and they said um, that there's like all different kinds of foods from different cultures. Uh, that's pretty cool. Do you guys go to each of those uh, Saturday events? Oh, yeah. Saturday it's the highlight hunts? of my week. There's something very communal about being by a fire with a group of people and you're outside and you're eating different foods. Like it, it is very it is a very much a tribe kind of thing. It's it's really cool. That's so cool. Um, and you also um, because diversity is also an issue in hockey it's uh it's discussed at the nhl level um and the nhl has given you guys some recognition they donated your uh, 100 suits to you when you were first starting the program um <clears throat> and they also gave you a shout out recently for really setting a standard or model um for diversity equity and inclusion um Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's all that one from you guys. So you also got some uh, national pr- or press for that uh, through Nine News. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and on uh, Channel Nine in Denver did a really awesome story on us. And it ran in Denver and actually got picked up by a couple of other NBC affiliates around the country. And my grandma called me and she said she saw it in Buffalo. So that was pretty cool. They, that, they showed it back home. <laughs> that's so awesome. So, folks, I definitely encourage you to go and check out that story yeah. as well. It's uh, You can find it at Nine News um, and just search Colorado Extreme. Uh, there's, it's about a five-minute documentary, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it opens up, I thought it was so cool because, like, when, like the, um, the frame – opens and you could see the mexican flag the u.s flag and the canadian flag (laughs) i think that's awesome so it really and that really speaks to what y'all are doing for sure um so uh now and then after this recognition that you received uh carlos you got the chance to go and speak at the 2023 project play summit in colorado springs yeah um can you tell us first what that is and then what you were doing there yeah so it's a summit uh that brings people in sports all around the country um mainly focused on youth sports um getting kids to play funding coaching there's a lot of different seminars and breakouts groups but it's pretty much to bring all the minds together um from around the country and just share your experience and knowledge and get to meet really cool people that are doing a lot of cool things throughout the United States and um, yeah, share your ideas and learn a lot. And it was really, we were super fortunate to get invited myself and um, Sheldon to go speak about the Colorado extreme and, and to listen to other programs doing similar stuff. Um, For example, one guy that spoke in front of us was in new Orleans giving a free recreation to the inner city youth in new Orleans. So it's just pretty cool that other people are doing that. And yeah, um, yeah, we got to share our story and talk about Carbondale, Colorado, and everyone was pretty excited. Yeah. 
Um, that that's so cool. And you all got to speak to the diversity, equity, and inclusion component. Yep, yep. We that was main our the main focus okay. uh, from our seminar is um, how to get diversity into a sport and also making sure that there's someone, um, be whether it be a coach or a uh, director who looks like the kids that they're representing in the program. Cool. So yeah, making sure. Um, if you can see it, you can be it. I love that. <laughs> and I, that's that in the article. And I remember Sheldon telling me that. And y'all say that a lot. If you could see it, yeah. you can be it. Yeah, exactly. Very exactly. cool. Um, and so um, now, just for our listeners, actually, sorry, uh, you are tuned into Everything Under the Sun, the Soper Suns weekly radio program right here on KDNK. I'm your host, James Steinler, and I'm here today with Colorado Extreme uh, head goalie coach Jay Wolitsky and director of operations Carlos Rios. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, so lots of success. Um, and I, going back to the access component, and this didn't make it into the story, but you have a – Sheldon told me you have – a uh, about ninety percent of your of those five hundred kids suited up, is that right? Yeah, with equipment. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. We have, we have a lot of equipment. <laughs> yeah. And uh, tell us where you're where uh, for our listeners where y'all are based at now. We're in Carbondale, two three four zero CR one hundred. So just if you're um, if you know where the Shell station is, you kind of if you're coming from Basalt, you just kind of keep going that way, and then if. If you're coming from Carbondale and you're going that back road, uh, past the rodeo grounds, and you'll see our rink there. Yeah, that's right. And so right there, yeah, and, uh, some folks know it's Catherine Store Road, County Road mm-hmm. 100. Um, and that's after you all moved there, what, last year? Yeah, last year was our first year here in Carbondale. Okay. Uh, we moved from Crown Mountain. You were at Crown Mountain, and at Crown Mountain, you had a. It was a pretty small. It was a smaller ring. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually miniature compared to the one we have now. <laughs> yeah. Looking back, we were just like, "Wow, how did we do it on that?" <laughs> but uh, it was probably half the size of the current rink. Okay, and now you have a, uh, and it's an NH, NHL sized rink now on yep. County Road 100. Yep. yep. Cool. Um, and so. That obviously also probably helps with the access component and uh, getting more kids involved. Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot more ice surface to work with um, so we can have more kids on the ice and we don't feel like we're right on top of each other uh, <laughs> like we were in Crown Mountain. But, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful ice rink, and it's um, it's really cool being outdoors, too, because you get to see the sunsets. and Yeah. But if it snows, it's coming down right on you. So <laughs> it's nice, super nice. That's awesome. And y'all have. Um, I was just out there a couple weeks ago. Uh, you're doing dry land training now. How often does that occur? So it's been um, we four days a week. So Monday through Thursday in the mornings. Okay. Um, at time, maybe maybe one session in the evenings, but we try to do four days four days a week. I assume that um, it's not as there's not quite 500 kids during the summer programming. Is it less? Yeah, it is much less. Um, but there is actually surprisingly a good turnout every session in different kids. Um, but I'll still say it is the summer. So there's a lot of people, uh, you know, enjoying their summers, stepping away from hockey, taking a nice break. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So and I think that really speaks to um, uh, how interested these kids are in the sport um and uh 
just to keep coming back and to come back in the summertime. Um, do the kids like, does, is it the same kids practicing each day or do you kind of break it up? Um, it's where, uh, you can have, I guess, more kids. Um, sorry, I'm not framing that question. Right. No, I think I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, we just have a sign up sheet. We don't cap it. So we could have 45 kids one day, 10 the next, um, and yeah, and everyone's welcome. We never, that's like one of our rules. We never turn away anyone, even on um, like Jay's goalie session. I, goalie practice is going on right now. And even skaters were like, just come on. You can, mm-hmm. help, you can help shoot. Even though it's focused for the goalies, you can still come on the ice. Very cool. Out, yeah. mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, so there's also like beyond hockey. And I remember in the mighty ducklings article a couple years ago, <laughs> I really brought this one home. Um, but it's more than hockey. Um, and can you speak to what, like what I mean by that, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, to, to what Carlos said before, if you can see it, you can be it. And we always try to tell the kids, you know, you can play in the NHL, you can play college hockey, you can play overseas and really just, try and plant that seed that you know this is this is where you're at right now but there are so many opportunities that just down the road um it's it's really endless so Mm -hmm. um for me it was everything it was the reason why i was able to become a u.s citizen was from hockey um it's the reason why i i had my undergrad paid for and then gotten a great job is through hockey connections and ultimately my MBA paid for because of hockey. So, uh, like everything I, in my life, I can kind of point back to hockey. So, yeah. And it's also, um, a kind of character builder, uh, for sure. And uh, because you're building character on the ice and off the ice and make, making you successful, like you just said, and taking you to, uh, to heights. Um, can you tell us what the heart award is? And yeah. when's that? Yeah. Hustle, effort, attitude, respect, and teammate. And it goes out to the kid that demonstrates hustle and, and, and all, the, all the things of heart. And we say it's not just on the ice, but in the classroom with your parents. We try to say that it's, you can practice heart everywhere. And, um, yeah, and it's amazing. Kids, kids really remember acronyms very well. So, <laughs> so yeah. That's awesome. And uh, how often is the heart award given out? Is it kind of scrimmages we give them out? Yeah, so at the potlucks, we um, Mm -hmm. organize scrimmages between the kids, and we usually give it out for each age group on the Saturday night potlucks. Mm -hmm. And the kids get really fired up when they receive it. And, uh, yeah, we're just trying to build good good humans, um, great people. We just did a camp in Grand Junction. One of the exercises we did is we broke them up into five different groups and said, have them give them give us their perfect definition of heart what does hustle mean to them what is effort and then we had them present it in front of each other and pretty much just kept re-emphasizing that no matter if it's hockey the classroom at home um this is these are some core values that you should bring in your everyday life and we pretty much told them not everyone's gonna be a professional hockey player but go be the hardest working doctor go be Mm -hmm. the hardest working chef and it's pretty cool there. I think, and they're really starting to uh, grasp the concepts of heart. So that's so cool. Yeah. Now it's like it, all we have to say is, "Are you showing E?" And then they already know, like, <laughs> you're not showing effort. You know, it's, it's, just, it's easier for the coaches too. That's awesome. So it's really instilling uh, some really great values in these kids. It sounds like too. Definitely. Very cool. Um, and so, when does the season pick back up? The winter season. I imagine as soon as it gets cold enough to 
put some ice down. <laughs> so believe it or not, we'll be starting construction of the rink uh, Labor Day weekend um, with the goal of having ice September 15th this year, which will wow. be two months before we started the last two years. Um, we are putting up a shade st- structure, okay, like shade cloth, and we had one of our project managers actually go to Sun Valley, Idaho, and they carry an outdoor rink year-round. So we learned a lot, and... That's our big push. Our amb- ambitious push this year is to uh, have ice in September. So if we can do that, then we're going to start in September. That's awesome. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Um, now, and y'all own that property. Or Sheldon bought that property. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that and so that's your home. Right. <laughs> that's that's mm-hmm. really great. That uh, you know because before you're at Crown Mountain. Um, and now uh, you have this property, and it sounds like y'all are planning on taking some plans to the Garco commissioners to try to do an indoor rink one day. Yeah, that's the that's the goal. Um, we're super passionate about getting it done and crossing our dots and mm-hmm. or crossing our T's, down our I's, and making sure we have everything that they expect, the county expects from us to make sure we get it done. That's great. And it really speaks again to this uh, component of access, I suppose, just because then you have a rank 365 days of the year. Um, and so mm-hmm. more kids are going to get involved. Yeah. And it also opens up to the community, you know, if we have adult leagues and pick up hockey and learn and, you know, just public skating in general and birthday parties. I think that that's always a fun thing, even if you're not in the program. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Uh, very cool. Um, and so that's very exciting. Um, also, I want to just actually circle back to last season. Uh, just uh, you all won a couple tournaments. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, we were uh, fortunate enough um, to win a 10 state tournament in Denver. Um, and it, that just, was, mm-hmm. I would say that, that hard work and effort from the kids the entire season. I mean, being a first-year program, at the beginning of the season, I'm not going to lie, it was pretty tough, right? Mm-hmm. Um we just we just weren't ready to play at that level, but the kids never gave up. And at the end of the year, we won a state tournament, and we just kept our eye on the prize, which was winning a banner. And then three weeks later, we went to Las Vegas and ended up winning our second or consecutive tournament. And so it was a great month and a half to finish out the season, but it really just showed that anything can be done with hard work, believing in yourselves, never giving up on your teammates, um, on each other, and... It was super fun. A super fun way to end. Awesome. Yeah. You guys are traveling pretty far um, uh, for some of these games. That you also had, what? What's the furthest you've gone? Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, but Salt Lake. As yeah, well? we did Salt Lake, um, Denver, Las Vegas. Yeah, mostly. Uh, I would say ninety percent of our games are in Denver, the Denver area. Wow. Yeah. So, and uh, parents are all commuting up there. Yep. Okay. Yeah, but we, I mean, it's until such we a, get a team bus, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, we're a team player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no doubts in my mind that, that that's going to happen sooner than later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Judging by you guys, because y'all have just made so much progress in uh, the last few years, and uh, going into your third season this year, um, we mentioned it uh, earlier. But uh, can you tell us? Um, and with this growth, is uh, the twelve U is one component uh can you tell us about that and also i think there's some other exciting news uh, in all girls team oh yeah yeah we have our 10 new girls team which will be very exciting because the girls are so good i mean 
they obviously are practicing with the boys every day and mm -hmm. and yeah they're impressive i mean they they are way better than i was at 10 years old so <laughs> it's really cool to see and you were playing at 10 years old you've been playing i've been hockey. playing since i was four right. yeah, yeah yeah like skating <laughs> since i was four but yeah uh, you must have seen quite a bit of progress um, in terms of uh, development in the last couple of years with some of these kids. Can you speak to that? Yeah, I mean, we just finished 10 days in a row of hockey camp, and uh, I was talking to Sheldon. It's pretty incredible that some of these kids were pushing around a penguin two years ago, and now <laughs> now you watch them in scrimmages and in game, and you're like, wow, he just made that play. <laughs> you know, they're, they're doing some pretty nifty stuff on the ice, and just to know that two years ago they couldn't skate and they were walking on ice skates and um, now they're playing hockey at, at a pretty high level for their age. So it's super exciting, super yeah. rewarding, I think, for the coaches. Um, yeah, it's And the sky's the limit for these kids, honestly. Um, they could do this in two years. Who knows what they can do in the next 10 years, you know? So, right. so we're super excited about the future. And so can I... Can, kind of assume that with the growth of like adding on 12 view this year is the intention to work up uh, to like high school programming yeah i mean the goal is to have a um full youth hockey organization which is usually up to 18 u okay um, so but we want to or organically grow um we don't want to reach reach too far right now mm -hmm. our numbers are really in the eight-year-olds 10-year-olds um and now we're going to 12 years so um we just want to keep training our kids um and still in heart and bring them all the way up through 18 U. but we're always going to keep growing as these kids keep getting older very cool um have you had any kids who have graduated uh the program or no, we're Not just yet. we just keep growing so we have a spot for <laughs> so we have a spot yeah. for them. They haven't left yet, so uh, that's so cool. Yeah, uh, but one day it's gonna come one day, and it's gonna be sad. <laughs> well, maybe yeah. you'll keep growing, yeah. and it'll be eighteen you, and yeah. then they'll yeah. have to go to college. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one last thing, I just want you all are a nonprofit, is that right? Yes. Okay, and uh, so people can go and find more information about, um, sorry, about Colorado Extreme at coloradoextreme.org. Uh, and do you accept donations yep. in there? Okay. And, um, and also, I assume that's how you would, the best way to discover if someone wants to sign up their kiddo. Mm -hmm. Yep. And donations of anything like gear or just someone stopped me at City Market and said, can I donate some music equipment for speakers or something? So <laughs> people are always coming up to us. All right. Registration is open for this following season. So registration is open. You heard it, folks. So go to www.coloradoextreme.org to find out more details. These guys are doing great work. Uh, super happy to have y'all in the community. Thank you for being here today. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.